Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The home of endurance racing. RadioLeMans.com. everybody and welcome along to a special programme here from Radio Show Limited on RadioLeMond.com. I'm John Heidoff and rather bizarrely I'm looking out on a very dark and very quiet front straight at Bathurst. It's the Lick Molly uh, Bathurst 12 hours of course this weekend but I'm not here to talk about that and neither is Graham Goodwin on my right. Good morning Graham as it is here. Good morning. Uh, good to have your company uh, in the very early hours of the morning here in Australia. Um, we aren't going to be talking about action uh, on the circuit here, uh, rather in a hotel conference room somewhere in Paris, because uh, in around about 15 minutes we're expecting uh, to see some activity on a stage via the link, and at that point we'll be getting ready to find out who has made it for... Not only the world's greatest motor race, the Le Mans 24 Hours, but also the cars that will be contesting the 2015 FIA World Endurance Championship and the European Le Mans Series. Uh, time for us to have a little bit of a chat before that happens, Graham. And welcome along if you are just joining us. Get the tweets coming in, please, at Specutainment or at Radio Le Mans. Um, let's set the scene, first of all. Um, the... Rise and rise of the FIA World Endurance Championship, uh, nay, of course, the Intercontinental uh, Le Mans Cup uh, from uh, its early days, uh, has been cemented, no doubt, in my mind, by Gerard Neveu and his team. They've latterly taken on the ELMS and done a similarly splendid job with that. We've been used to somewhere around 30 cars with we've been told many times, a maximum of 32 in the FIA World Endurance Championship. And there's a very good reason for that. Yep, the, uh, uh, on repo- repeated probing of Gerard uh, Neveu, uh, not a pleasant visual image, but uh, it, it, this is to do with the logistics side of things. And it's to do with the, uh, the economies of scale of moving the freight that you need for that number of cars and teams around the globe. So certainly we're looking at let's say at this stage, around that number. Um, I think we've heard that there are uh, strong signs that there's going to be an upturn in the number of race-by-race entries that we're going to see, and I think we're going to see an average grid of rather more than the the, the sum of its parts Mm. for a full year. So um, I expect some pleasant surprises even beyond this on that front. It is a good time. It's a good time to be in sports car racing. There are... plethora of interested parties despite the relatively difficult economic times we have seen the rebirth of, of Grand Am and ELMS over the past couple of years as now the Tudor United Sports Car Championship and the Daytona 24 hours behind us now shows that that going into its second season has held the interest of American teams um, we've had a, a bit of a debacle there's no other word for it over the last couple of seasons about the invitations 
uh, Fulham on from the IMSA-based teams. Uh, and let's remind ourselves, by the way, that these are all invitations. Nobody has an as-of-right entry. Even the automatics are automatic invitations. What are we expecting to see in terms of... Let's talk about Le Mans is going to be the big one, of course, but in some ways, this season of WAC is as big as Le Mans. And we haven't been able to say that for a while because of the additional entry now, or two entries we expect from Nissan, and the increased interest from uh, potentially other teams. Let's talk about that first of all. We're, We're expecting two Nissans for the full season, along with two Audis, two uh, Porsches and two Toyotas. Uh, are there any surprises to come in P1, um, the new P1, which is now no longer light and heavy? No, I think is the answer. Uh, we're waiting to find out. So there's been a heavy hint dropped to me uh, of maybe a minor surprise about the third Porsche. Um, what in the, terms of its driving which, talent? Uh, yes, indeed. I think right. there's been an assumption made with a little bit of help uh, internally from Porsche um, about which direction that's going. Uh, I'm well, we know that Fernando Alonso was down to drive that car and has had that blocked by McLaren and by Honda. Yeah, I think the, the assumption at the moment is Nico Hülkenberg, we know because that's been announced, yep. and that it would be two of the GT drivers, and there's been a wide assumption that the names Tandy and Makovicki might well be linked with that car. Uh, the, uh, with no names and no pack drill, uh, have been led to believe that that might not be as set in stone as it was. Uh, let's wait and see what comes out from that. We will hear, by the way, for the Le Mans 24 hours, at least one driver per car. Now, what that also means, of course, John, is that we, we knew already that we had to hear of two of the remaining Nissan drivers today. Nissan's tweets uh, from about an hour ago makes it clear we're going to hear about three. Ah, so that, we, I we'll, believe that to be a change of uh, well, plan. Certainly, um, the, the, the tweets, that uh, uh, the rather enigmatic tweet that's been sent out by the Nismo PR team uh, makes it clear that there's going to be three drivers named. We know that uh, Marchionet is already named there, so keep an eye out for that, because that will give us almost half of uh, the squad for the new GTRLM, uh, and that's very good news. Um, beyond that, I think we're going to see about the relative health and stability of the European Le Mans series. Don't expect massive steps forward in terms of numbers there, but it doesn't need it. Um, and I think we're going to find out as well, the, the, for, to, to me, that the critical point here is not just the quality of what we're going to see for the overall 24 hours of Le Mans entry, because I don't think there's any doubt about that, uh, but also the quality of the reserve list. Because yes. if we're getting to the stage where that reserve list is of high quality, and I think it's going to be, mm. then that's likely to be the trigger um, for, at the very least, a renewed debate about whether or not after this year's race we see redevelopment of the pit lane at uh, Le Mans. Um, we've talked about the, the sharp end of the field, P2. Any surprises there? And by the way, what, are we expecting any news about any new programmes? We were expecting to have heard something by now, for example, from SMP and what they might be doing. Well, we know that SMP, uh, who initially promised their new BRO1 coupes, Nissan-engined uh, coupes, uh, were going to be in the WEC. They're not going to race in the WEC now. We don't know yet why, whether or not that's linked into progress with the uh, the, the actual uh, the car, whether or not it's to do with the economic sanctions that might still be kind of pinching on Boris Rotenberg and his companies. Uh, but those cars will now contest the European Le Mans series. That's been made clear by the team. Uh, we know as well um, from another bit of uh, information released by an interested party 
that uh, despite the fact that we were promised that the G Drive Ligiers would have a, uh, what was it, uh, we were told a, a different engine supplier, what was believed to be a rebadged Judd, mm-hmm. they look like they're staying with Nissan as well. Really? So there two, I think we're going to hear about two Ligier coupes for G-Drive, so that's a doubling of their efforts, and I think we're going to hear about a much larger LMP2 entry in the WEC. Right, uh, and in fairness that, if we could have pointed at any uh, issue with the WEC, the numbers in P2 and GTM were perhaps of, of some concern, but with such excitement at the front of the field, perhaps that was somewhat overlooked uh, in the last season or two. I'm going to throw some other names at you. Stracker. They'll be there. In? In WEC, no doubt about that. Um, Rebellion? They'll be there. They've, they've already uh, announced, John, that after a bit of a dalliance with the XDTM Audi engine, uh, that, that, uh, now that, that car or those cars now are going to move from the Toyota Power to the AER Twin Turbo we saw last year in what was the Lotus, now the Bicolus, which mm. is another new name we'll hear uh, this morning. Uh, but they, because that decision has been made so late, we will not see the two Rebellions, the 12 and 13 cars, at Silverstone. So committed for the season, won't see them in the first round. Uh, in, uh, you know, in, a, in a, a time when things are so hard for everybody, and indeed we're just hearing news that Caterham's assets are to be sold, including the 2014 Formula One cars... Uh, are we perhaps being overly optimistic to think that anyone would pop out of the woodwork uh, and and bring a new program to fruition in a in a prototype area? I, I'm not. I certainly don't expect we're going to see any big new names in this list. There's a lot of you know known unknowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see a more than doubling of the full season LMP2 entry. I think we may see that in gray, WEC. In WEC, I think we may see that graze double figures. We know already that there's going to be 11 LMP1s, so over mm-hmm. 20 prototypes potentially for certainly around 20 prototypes. That's for the delicious WEC. already, isn't it? It is. the The important thing then is uh, that then starts to impact on. Uh, the GTE numbers because uh, anybody who does the math would then see that if you add in uh, what we believe may be as many as seven uh, GTE pros, it doesn't leave much room for GTE AM. You've therefore got the opportunity to do one of two or three things. One is to reject a full season LMP2 or even LMP1 entry. Um, you've got the opportunity to just run it as a very small GTM class, or you've got the opportunity to break your own rule book. And do what? And have more than 32 cars. I said rather bullishly on Midweek Motorsport, which is available for download at RadioLamont.com this week, that I think we could be expecting to see somewhere nearer 40 than possibly even 35 cars for the full season, although I don't expect those to be the same 37, 38 cars. Well, we, we know already, uh, having had conversations with a couple of people even here in Australia, I think uh, AF Corsa might well have the odd car out for uh, the odd one or two races early and late season. KCMG have already told us, John, I think in Brazil, that mm. the second car that had been talked about for a full season is likely to be race by race. Let's wait and see if that holds. Certainly when they announced their new Orica 05 Coupe for the season, they talked about one car. So let's wait and see. There's other things. We, we know that uh, Jacques Nicolet talked about an all-gentleman line-up in a Ligier Coupe. That might maybe be a race-by-race entry rather than a full-season entry. Mm-hmm. So let's wait and see what actually comes out of the, the, the woodwork here. But I think you're right. 
we shouldn't assume that whatever list we hear, whether or not it's 28, 30, 32 or 95, yeah. that that's going to be all you'll see when you turn up at Silverstone or Spa or any of the rest of the races post Le Mans. I like the idea of having effectively wildcard local entries or race-by-race race entries. I think the, the, the idea of only having uh, the competition open to full season entries is, is something of, from a bygone era now and that's something in fact that the FIAWAC Gerard Navoni's team have embraced uh, over over the years. The issue of course Graham and you touched on it earlier on was that if you do have let's say 34, let's pick 34 as a number, extra couple of cars than perhaps we might have expected logistically then all of those are to be given an invitation to the 24 Hours of Le Mans. And that's part of the problem. It's always been denied by WC and the ACO that that's part of the reason for keeping the numbers where they are. Um, I have my suspicions that maybe it's not quite as straightforward as that. You and I have a number of times on Midweek Motorsport, John, done the numbers. Mm. And the numbers there would show that if you have 32 cars for the WEC, it leaves you pretty tight, probably about uh, somewhere south of 12 cars that you can opt to invite over and above those that are invited as of right because of their achievements the previous year um, and those that um, are full season WEC entries. I think when we get to the uh, the entries for the Le Mans 24 Hours we're going to find a couple of answers to questions that I've certainly got which are will or rather how many of those auto entries are going to be taken up and the one I've particularly got my eye on uh, are the cars that should be joining us from the Asian Le Mans series last year. Uh, we had the, the rather unusual um, situation where two cars from uh, Team AAI uh, qualified. Uh, these are GT3 cars, of course, uh, but must enter with a GTE spec car, uh, that they've got the option to take up two automatic entries, therefore have potential to do a deal commercially with a team that has those cars available. Will that happen? We'll wait and see. I certainly know that uh, AAI were talking to more than one team out there. Um, and, you know, you might well imagine that one of those was a team that has rather a lot of red Ferraris in their garage. Uh, but they weren't the only team uh, that were being talked to. My guess would be that if we see them at all, it won't be two cars. Let's wait and see. That's uh, Graham Goodwin, the editor of DailySportsCar.com. He's with me. I'm John Hindoff. Hello there. And welcome along to our special programming live coverage uh, of the announcement for ELMS for Le Mans 24 and, of course, for the rest of the FIA World Endurance Championship uh, season. Hello to Richard Leach, to Dave Stilwell, Martin J, Matt Pig, Sequential Racer, Johnny Lucas, Mike Smith, Alan Jones. Good morning to Carol. Uh, Carol Brink over in California, Sarah Rigby, Steve Tarrant is sat in the Tesco car park, uh, uh, HT Bluetooth to car while the wife does the weekly shop, Good, that's the way to do it Steve, good morning sir, and to everyone else who is listening, Pit Lane Whiteboard says I long for the good old days when staying at Bathurst until midnight meant fixing a car, which I do, <laughs> yes, the, in fact in fairness uh, there are one or two people fettling uh, just off to our right, and there's a couple of Ferraris still being worked on. And a Porsche. Uh, and a Porsche, yes, as well. Uh, a, a number of people speculating on drivers for, for Nissan. We'll, we'll get back to that uh, in a little while, Graham. Um, if, if that's FIAWEC and therefore an impact on Le Mans in the classes we've talked about, GT, um, are we going to get any excitement, surprises? 
in the GT categories of, of FIAWEC. Are we going to see the much-vaunted Corvette effort drop into that? I think there's, there's an open question, uh, I think, uh, and let's be blunt about why the question is open. Uh, certainly, we know now, um, we have direct information that says that uh, Labra Competition have obtained a Corvette C7R. We know that. Will their entry be accepted? Well, they're a new entrant, uh, or rather a returning entrant, and that's going to depend 100% on two factors. Uh, factor number one is, uh, have they got room for them? Simple as that. Yeah. Factor number two is, have they been forgiven for the two things that they did that sometimes go down rather badly in the world of ACO rules racing? Number one was the fire at Shanghai, which was caused by the team. Uh, let's make no bones about that. The second thing was they did the thing that it has to be said I think the ACO hate more than anything else, which was to enter a prototype for the LMS, get their Le Mans entry, and then not appear again for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go down well at all. Let's wait and see um, whether or not Jacques and uh, and his uh, merry men come back. I hope they do, John, because for two reasons. One is what's not to like about having a Corvette in the WEC, mm-hmm. and two is that... They're a quality team. Yeah, they're a team that uh, we tend to forget, don't we? Won year after year after year. Was it Julian Canal? Was it three or four yeah. class wins on the trot with uh, with Labra and GT One? Bonkers amount of success. And LMGTM. So you know you want the good teams, you want quality teams, but there are I think a couple of questions open there as to if someone had to fall. There's a couple of reasons based on history why you might why you might, might imagine that that might be an easier team than some others to actually cull. Uh, we're expecting a paucity of GTR entries, aren't we? Let's be honest. GTR may have had its day in FIAWEC. Oh, is that too strong? I don't think it's too strong. I think it's it's a difficult thing for for many of the teams to attract the level of finance for a consistent period of time uh, from gentlemen drivers because number one, it's very expensive, and number two. It's a lot of time. It's that other factor we've, we've mentioned more than once and you know, on the show and certainly when we've been doing commentary for WEC, we've heard drivers tell us, which is it's very difficult to justify the 36 hours, for instance, that it takes you to get from South America to Asia uh, by scheduled air services. As we go actually uh, on the video stream, now live to Paris, uh, we should start to actually hear, uh, I hope, uh, what we hope is going to be a steady stream, uh, some of the detail very soon. But... Um, there's, it, it is certainly one of those areas of world championship racing where there's a degree of commercial interest. Of course, there is. In other words, this is how these teams earn their money. Um, getting particularly good speed there, and uh, we've got a, quite a full room there at the back. That looked to me like a Porsche and an Audi P1. I think you were expecting to see the Nissan there, weren't you? I saw a, a Toyota being loaded into that uh, ballroom yesterday. So my guess is we've got all four somewhere. But uh, hearing nothing at the moment from Paris, but seeing the conference room uh, prepared, ballroom-like, with the obligatory poshed-up PowerPoints at one end. Um, so no surprises we expect, other than perhaps a couple of extra in the numbers for FIAWAC. Um, Le Mans, there's going to be some disappointed people, particularly from the ALMS. That there have to be. I mean, the, the, the numbers uh, suggest that there have to be. There will only be 56 cars this year, plus we'd expect five GTs and five prototypes um, uh, as a uh, as a reserve list. Yeah. 
and uh, we wait to see 2015 press conference we're seeing now on the video feeds uh, you know you can watch these video feeds as well of course uh, on the championship websites and on the Le Mans websites what um, what interests me of course is is are we getting a a drip down from FIAWEC into ELMS um, well I think we already know that the SMP cars uh, are going to step back I suspect that's one of two things. It's either the fiscal realities of uh, economic sanctions or it's they know they're not quite ready yet to step up to the world stage. And let's remember, it's the logistics of supporting those cars mm. uh, when they're at this very early stage in their development. We saw, didn't we, those growing pains for Stracker last year uh, with issues around the design of the car. I expect they're going to come out um, uh, punching hard this year. Uh, but this isn't easy. Uh, you know, it's not a kit car. This is something that is a true prototype, and it's got to be right, because if it's not, it's going to be a very long, hard year, uh, loading bits in and out of containers, and getting the misery of, of dealing with the problems you couldn't quite deal with in the three or four days you had available the last time you opened it. So it may well be a common-sense answer. It'll be interesting to hear what they've got to say when we hear from SMP mm. about that, but we already know, because they've spoken publicly, that the cars will not be on the WEC entry list. I think we may see a GT car from them. Uh, they did tell us that we might see a GTE programme there and the interesting thing about SMP's uh, GT, you can see Sam Smith there just walking across between the uh, towards the front of the uh, 919 yep, so Sam, Sam fulfilling the dual roles um, and a third role to be announced pretty soon but uh, it's part of the WEC's PR team, also does DSC's ELMS uh, reports and uh, has just picked up a Ladies and oh well, sounds like something is uh, about to start. Everyone's just been told to uh, sit down. Well, I'm afraid our food is a, a little bit choppy uh, here in Australia at the Gentlemen, moment. Gentlemen, the ACO press conference will begin very shortly. Uh, choppy to the point of uh, almost static, it has to be said. It's just taken Sam Smith, uh, apparently, a minute and a half to walk about ten feet. But uh, there you go. Could you please take your seat? Thank um, you. So everyone has been uh, asked to sit down by the uh, voice there. I'm just going to pass you a... It might be worthwhile just trying to plug you in. Oh, it's, uh, I need, it's, a, it's a Mac. It oh, needs another okay. little widget, which I'll grab for you. Uh, you're listening to RadioLamont.com. We're ready and anxiously waiting, as I'm sure are very many people uh, on both sides of the fence in terms of uh, competitors and also uh, spectators around the world to find out what will be happening uh, as far as the grids for the FIA World Endurance Championship, the Le Mans 24 Hours, and indeed the ELMS, the European Le Mans Series grids, are concerned uh, for this coming season. And, uh, well, hopefully you having better luck with the live stream than uh, we are here at the moment. Uh, not seeing... An awful lot. We're going to actually just reboot that. I think that's probably the best thing to do. Um, ELMS, as, so we were talking about the ELMS there, Graham, whilst uh, you're just going through the, the motions on the on the feed. Um, the, the ELMS does have a massive role to fill for my money in terms of, as does the Junior United Sports Car Championship, I think, uh, in a slightly more 
uh, direct way perhaps than, than Tudor does because of it being in Europe and there's no getting away from that um, but to have a strong regional series is something that the ACO have been trying to do are we going to hear any news today about the Asian Le Mans series and what goes on there or do we think that's been kept for another day 100% certain that will be kept for another day we know that that's going to be revived uh, at the moment against current plans in something like September uh, as something that's not been a roaring success, I don't think the ACO would want to tarnish their day with with um, with a kind of raking over the coals there with the Asian Le Mans series. You're right, John. The ACO realised quite some time ago that what I would like to refer to as continental series for them are vital. They need a stepping stone. You can't expect teams to step out from another form of motorsport into a multi-million pound um, arena without a level of testing, preparation, testing themselves against the established opposition. And let's not forget, um, you know, this is not like a second tier uh, in things like P2. Just look at the kind of the success rates of the LMS teams when they've stepped up to the odd WEC race or indeed to the Le Mans 24 hours. Jota Sport, for instance, uh, from memory, would have, would they, am I right, they would have either won or finished second in the uh, WEC despite the fact they didn't even know, uh, enter half of the races? Yeah, something like that. I think they certainly would have finished the, second. The hit rate was very good indeed. Uh, and it's, you know, we're talking here about teams of high quality that just have different aspirations and different marketing strategies and commercial strategies than the, the WEC teams. So uh, we are rather struggling with this feed. I'm afraid it's well, not, we'll, not sorry, we'll keep time. talking until something uh, until something happens. Uh, in, in terms of again, in terms of how that affects Le Mans, of course, it's a double-edged sword for the ACO in some respects because the more uh, entries that they get for ELMS. Th- potentially the more people they, they have to disappoint and, and I think that's the point one of the things I'll be looking for very carefully is who is going to be on that reserve list and beyond that who that we know is a full season um, entry isn't even on the, the reserve list and I would strongly suspect that teams that are stepping up for instance well in P2 this year for the first time and there's a number of those uh, might be lucky to find themselves even on the reserve list this year mm. Uh, you're listening to RadioLamont.com. It's Graham Goodwin, the editor of DailySportsCar.com, and I'm John Hindoff as we're waiting uh, for the press conference in uh, Paris, the presentation in Paris to get underway, where we will find out exactly what is going on as far as the 2015 uh, ELMS uh, ACO 24 Hours of Le Mans and, of course, the... FIA World Endurance Championship, the rest of it for the season, and the excitement is palpable even here at the in the early hours of the morning. I'll tell you that as we are hoping to uh, get to the meat of the situation shortly. Now there's still quite a lot of people milling around and uh, and standing up uh, at the v- very grand. Uh, area that they are it's a, a marbled hall with uh, vaulted ceilings and uh, uh, a number of luminaries uh, still milling at the back of the room group number of the uh, recognizable FIWEC staff and see uh, uh, slightly worried looking as he often is at these uh, junctures Jeff Carter the uh that's Jeff Carter the European Jeff Carter not not the, the American Jeff Carter yes yeah, can we s- Stop uh, employing people who have similar names and similar jobs in the series, please. That's uh, really far too confusing for small minds uh, and small brains like uh, Graham 
and I. Oh, as the camera pans down and we do get a slightly better look of the Audi R18 e-tron Quattro at the back of the hall. The 919 hybrid from Porsche on the left-hand side. It, it, it's a golden time for the FIA and indeed for the FIA WAC and for the ACO. Pierre Fion, the softly spoken president of the, uh, of the ACO, uh, is presiding over a golden era of sports car racing which one has to say the FIA and the WEC have had a massive input to because of the, re- the recent rule changes. Pierre may be softly spoken, you're quite right, but actually I think he's been one of the more effective presidents of the ACO in my time and uh, he gets the, the benefit of customer care which has perhaps not been at the top of the uh, to-do list for the ACO for rather too long and the team he's now got with him. Ladies and gentlemen, the ACO press conference will begin very shortly. Could you please take your seat? Well, that is Thank com- you. That is coming to you live uh, from Paris, virus here in Australia. As you can hear, the hubble beginning to, to die down as we're getting ready to hear from Paris all of the details. Last few thoughts from you then, Graham. What's the point is for everyone to look, watch out for and listen out for? Numbers, numbers, numbers. Um, I think the numbers are going to be important. That entry list for Le Mans, and in particular the reserve list, is going to be important because that might make a pointer about how happy a paddock you're going to have in the European Le Mans series this year. You can see over in the darkness, uh, the bush opposite us here, the uh, skippy is actually just edging closer. Find out about what Mark Webber is going to be doing this year. You're listening to RadioLamont.com and the press conference for the ACO, the FIWC and the ELMS is about to get underway. Kicking off with the usual high energy video montage. Not difficult these days. Let's head to Paris then for the start of formalities. Ladies. Well, it appears that the streaming side of things have lost part of the feed. Either that or we're going to get uh, an English translation. Bruno van der Stieg on the left-hand side. And... Hello, everybody. Delighted to be Hello, Bruno. We're delighted to be here in the Pavillon Chamont Capucine. And thousands of you are in front of your TV screens at the moment for the presentation of the 2015 Endurance Year. Who will be racing in the European Le Mans Series and in the World Endurance Championship? And what teams? will be at the start of this year's Le Mans 24 hours. You're all impatient and we share it with you. And for a reply to all these questions, we are going to invite onto the stage Pierre Fillon, who has brought us all together in this building. Well, as you can hear, we're getting uh, simultaneous uh, translations. Pierre Fion hits the stage. Let's have a little look back at 2014 with the introduction of the new technical regulations. Has it met your expectations? In the name of the ACO, 
I'm really delighted to welcome you all here in this fantastic room. We won't talk about 2014 for too long, but 2014 was a great race. And uh, from 2014, it was the year of the new regulation, which led to a lot of discussions. We had three aims to uh, allow the manufacturers to use different technologies. We had three last year, three manufacturers with three different technologies to uh, answer all the needs of sustainable development. And we asked for a reduction of 30% in fuel consumption. And Audi won the moment with around 25-30% fuel less. And, of course, the ADN or DNA of the Le Mans 24 hours to test cars that are used by the everyday motor motorist, and we achieved that aim. And the fourth was that we wanted to cap costs. We didn't want this technology to be too expensive. It wasn't fulfilled in 2014, but in 2015, a working group has been set up with some very concrete proposals that we can adapt this year to cap costs. So we're in 2015, and we'd like to talk about the endurance pyramid, which is very dear to your heart, very dear to the ACO Hunt, and me too with the FIA. But this pyramid, it's about... Well, whilst uh, Pierre Fion is uh, making his opening remarks, we're just getting news through from Nismo TV that Oli Pla will be announced. They've already tweeted this, so this is not... Uh, Anything uh, shocking uh, that uh, Tsugo Matsuda, the Super GT champion, is also announced uh, as a driver. And perhaps a, a shocker for some people, the LMP2 Le Mans winner, Harry Tinknell, will be uh, taking on LMP1 uh, in the GTR LM. So that's breaking news coming through. Let's get back to the comments uh, of Pierre Fion from Paris. Between the USA and Europe, and I can say to you, and we've almost reached our conclusions. We still have, uh, at Sebring, we'll have another meeting to settle a few details, but this project is a reality. And the, the Asian Le Mans series had a, got off to a difficult start, but we decided to take it, take it up, take it over. So the ACO is taking it over completely, and I'll give you a scoop immediately. In 2015 will be a transition year. We have a devoted team that's going to look after the Asian Le Mans series, and there will be three races this year. Uh, two in the context of the WEC, Fougey, in on 31st of October, and there will be a big final, uh, 1920th of December at Sipang, and it'll be a longer race. It will be the final of 2015, and 2016 will have at least five races, a new boost to the Asian Le Mans So we're going to, uh, but obviously, we have a lot of things to say. When the ACO is the common denominator of all these news, and I would like the person who is the boss of the WEC and the ELMS. Gérard Nauveur to come and join us on the stage.
So interesting Hello, comments there about the regional series, the US and the Asian series. We'll get back to that in a moment as uh, Gerard Naveau comes to the stage. But in case you missed it, the breaking news, Clark Tinknell and Matt Suda confirmed as Nismo drivers for the GTRLM. Uh, we're going to start with the ELMS, I think. It's as if we were starting the engine today. But the reality is a bit different, like all competitors. The season started after the final race of last year, and all the teams in these two championships that we'll have the pleasure of running with President Pierre Fiot and the ACO that looks after the promotion of these two major championships, and also the LMA that looks after this, the people who are involved in the WIC, a total of 150 people together for the WEC and the ELMS, and we've been working very hard since December to try and propose... Well, again, as uh, the formalities the are going through, what do we expect numbers-wise for ELMS? Uh, group? Um, I'm expecting double figures in P2 and, and close to it in P3. Um, uh, nine uh, Jennifer Juno P3 cars have uh, been sold so far. Will they all be entered? We'll wait and see. In the Mans series ambience with images and sound. So let's look back at 2050, uh, 2014 from the ELMS. European Endurance Racing Series. Five races visiting top circuits. Silverstone, UK. Imola, Italy. Red Bull Ring, Austria. Le Castellet, France. And Estoril, Portugal. Just while this uh, video is playing, uh, uh, three races in 2015 for the Asian Le Mans series was the highlights uh, so far. S five races in at least five in 2016. Uh, that is bullish news for that particular series. And Pierre Fion saying that it's all good news for the regional series in the States. He's uh, happy about that. There's more, uh, more of the... Uh, more talking to be done with the IMSA guys uh, before Sebring. Unique ELMS atmosphere. Races. Action. Action. And where are we going to see the uh, 2014 uh, ELMS champion, the Signatech uh, Alpine? The rumour is at least one car for the WEC now, possibly two, maybe a car in each. Mm. You're listening to RadioLamont.com, live coverage of the FIA, LeMond 24 and ELMS announcements. Let's find out about European the calendar series. for ELMS. The spirit of Le Mans all over Europe. There you are, ladies and gentlemen, for the European Le Mans series. And it is the moment to unveil the field for 2015. And oh, well, here they come. We're going to get the will be present this year. This is the GT3 spec cars. Six cars. That's lower than last year. TDS Racing with a BMW. BMW Z4 last car for perhaps a couple of AF courses and four AF courses. A massive motorsport Aston Martin. Uh, Vantage GT3, uh, I noticed on Dunlops there. That's that's a 
A total of six cars. GTE then. This is going to be interesting. We had nine. That's very good. That's, yeah, that's retaining right. the progress we made last year. Two AF courses on Dunlops. Uh, the marked VDS. Now, this is the first time we've seen the GTE version of that car in Europe. Uh, and two Dunlop showed Ferraris, one for AF Corsa and one for AT Racing. That's three for there. And Formula Racing, You'll Johnny Lawson. That what, what we've all missed there is everybody's on Dunlops. Yeah. Uh, and that, that means that is a spec tyre for Dunlop in GTE and GTC. Mike Wainwright's Golf Racing 911 yeah. RSR. So Dunlop are going to be, by the look of things, the, uh, the single tyre supplier for the GT classes. JMW uh, Motorsport, George Richardson men, uh, mentioned there. Uh, but uh, the other one I was just pointing out to there, John, is as we go through LMP3, Steve Wyatt stepping down from WEC to the LMS. It's seven, seven P3s for C3. Uh, are full season entries. Uh, LNT with a couple at the head of the field. Now, these will run on Michelin tyres. That's going to be a spec tyre for this, for this class. It's interesting, isn't it, that they've gone for, uh, for spec tyres. For Lord Bacorsa, who were announced uh, just yesterday as the... Next, the University of Bolton, which is Team RLR's car. Rob Garifal, Lannan Racing. British team, Lannan Racing. Alex Crave. Uh, one car from the SVK by Speed Factory team. They had bought two. Martin Short comes back and is named at the moment as the driver. So, just all, all named as Janetta Nissans, by the Not way. Janetta Not Janetta Junos. Junos, which we expected. Uh, in P2, the top class in... It's 12 cars. ...for LMP2 in 2015. Algarve Pro this Racing is, with the Leisure Nissan. That's the XTDS uh, car. Again on Dunlops, that car. Uh, there we have confirmation. No tyres yet, but the S&P Racing pair will both be in the LMS. Pegasus Racing with a single Morgan Nissan. So far. nine car. They have a second car available to them. Eurasia. This is a team uh, moving over from the Asian Le Mans series with a Chinese driver named... Gibson, the first time we've seen the Gibson name, this is uh, the... On Dunlops as well. On Dunlops, the Ligier Judd of Crone Racing, Tracy Crone named there. Johnny Molan named in Greece Motorsport aboard the Gibson 015S, the renamed Zytec. And Ibanez Racing, this is the, uh, the two cars with the Wolf, named there as an Orica, but we believe it's going to be badged with a Wolf. And Tyriade by TDS Racing with an Orica 05, Hugh Deschonac's new project. And Greg Murphy back with Murphy Prototypes. And Greg named as the driver again, as he has been before at this stage. At least they got Ireland on that one rather Absolutely. than New Zealand, as it was the last... <laughs> Last time, so 12, 12 cars. cars. That's very interesting indeed. 34 full season entries. And uh, a couple of interesting points there. Not just the uh, the tyre news. Uh, they've got fewer full season LMP3 entries than cars sold. And a few other competitors who will also... So Gerard Nouveau there making that uh, announcement and picked up by... I think that's very good news in some ways to mix... Surely the building of extra garages now at Le Mans almost uh, an inevitability. ...is the number of LMP3s, the car that you launched in July 2040, and already we have seven cars in the ELMS, which is a big source of satisfaction for you. Yes, indeed. This uh, category that the ACO sees as the first step on the road to Le Mans which is open. This is Pierre Fion who's talking uh, at the moment through the interpreter. Graham, just, I'll keep an ear on that. Uh, the two cars that are missing from the nine that have been sold, one is the second SVK car. The other one is Grease Motorsports, whose uh, car that they'd announced they purchased has not appeared on the full season list. Mm. 
AF Corsa massively uh, represented in both GTE and GTC. The, the surprise for me, John, is a downturn in the numbers of GTC cars this year. Down to six, was it, I think, for the full season. Uh, we were seeing that, that into full, se- uh, full uh, two figures. Uh, last year, the ART McLarens have moved on, fewer uh, Ferraris this time, uh, so that's something to look at the kind of background too, but uh, just six of those cars for the full season. Likely to see more, race by race, and only one Aston Martin. Uh, we expected to see more from them as well. More TV and better TV cameras with onboard cameras, and also a completely new website launched at the first race at Silverstone, a very modern site for live streaming during the race. And that's concerning Europe. And now we're going to widen the horizons a bit and we're going to uh, uh, look at things from a worldwide point of view. Didn't announce a calendar there, as far as I saw. Uh, calendar's already out. Okay, uh, five right. races, all very stable, same place as last year. The Filipino flag in the European uh, Le Mans series, entrance, as Neil Higgins uh, mentioned as well. Uh, very interested to see that. Lots of people uh, mentioning the AF Corsa entries. And welcome back to Martin Short. That seems very popular. Uh, 12 in LMP2, 7 in LMP3, 9 in GTE, 6 in GTC. That's full season, 34 cars. Right, let's get back to Paris and pick up uh, what's uh, the, the next part of the announcement, Graham. And that is going to underline the challenge we were talking about is who is going to be on that, that, the Le Mans list. And we're getting ready for the build-up to the FIA WEC season. Another video playing at the moment. Is it a video we recognise, isn't it, John? Yes, it is. This is uh, the Mark Webber. This is your world. I believe this was played at the uh, Night of Champions from the uh, FIA at the end of last season and was played indeed in Brazil at the... End of the so 2015 season. Excuse me. Let's have a listen. In my world, the environment and the future of our planet matter. In my world, we are working towards a better future for the next generation. In my world, there is no I. There is only we, or us. We don't just talk about sharing. don't have enemies only rivals in my world our dreams become reality Welcome to your world, the World Endurance Championship. Welcome to the WEC. 
FIA WEC, the 2015 World Endurance Championship. Eight races on four continents. The six hours of Silverstone. WEC six hours of Spa. The leading pair getting away just a little bit. The premium world event. Les 24 heures du monde. The six hours of Nürburgring. Lone Star Le Mans event yeah. at Austin. The six hours of Fuji. The six hours of Shanghai. The six hours of Bahrain. LMP1, LMP2, GTE Pro, and GTE M. Top manufacturers and top teams. Driver champions and heroes. All of them are ready. What about you? If you want to know who will be the world champion in 2015, stay with us and follow the FIA WEC. All live here on Radio Le Mans as well, of course. Uh, and uh, we are live now for this announcement of... The it's very, very strong grid for 2015. No surprises in the calendar. That's been announced for a wee while. Nürburgring taking over from Sao Paulo for at least a year and possibly longer. So let's uh, have a listen to the field. Greaves in FIA WEC, do we think? No, there was one car in, uh, in the... Uh, ELMS nothing, that's what we're going to see. So Lindsay Owen John, who's the president of the Insurance Commission. Commission of the FIA, will join everybody up on the stage. We can look at some images Sebring three years ago, which was the launch of the World Endurance Championship, and three years afterwards. We couldn't have imagined sure, that Bruno really wants to revive memories of Sebring three years ago. <laughs> and it was a complete disaster to cover how awful race. Every, everybody knows that I'm involved. I adore endurance. Is this Sir Lindsay Owen Jones uh, talking through the interpreter now? And a uh, fabulous advocate for the endurance code within the corridors of the FIA. His contributions should not be underestimated. I'm speaking in French, by the way, as well, I should mention, as the ex-chairman of L'Oreal, because he's worth it. Because we're worth it, surely. Oh, yeah. A new perspective for endurance worldwide, and I accepted the mission for this reason. But I must acknowledge that even my, in my passion, that it would... Uh, become what it has with so many manufacturers present, with so much energy, so much enthusiasm. So I'm very uh, moved to see that. Well, let's uh, have a look at the role of the FI Endurance Commission. What is it? The role of the Endurance Commission, it has three roles. It does the regulations, the sporting and technical regulations, which may be pretty boring, but all sports need them. But the reality it is the rules play a very important role in the development of a branch of the sport, whether you uh, do technical regulations that attract manufacturers, which uh, excite journalists and spectators. We can contribute to developing a discipline. And uh, if we don't, 
a single decision can cause doubt about the honesty or the fair play or the sincerity of a championship. So it's it's fair. It's very important to do fair regulation, but we but we do it with the people nominated by the. ACO, the FIA, and independent experts. I don't think you can underplay, actually, the while Silencio is enjoying it, is talking through the interpreter, I don't think you can underplay the, the role that the FIA had in these regulations. Yes, oh, no. the ACO, clearly, who are the guardians of sports cars, effectively, um, have had a big input. But I think, you know, we were all worried, weren't we, when the FIA got involved. It had not always been a happy relationship. Uh, far from it. And I think, you know, what you need, particularly when you've got, got an open technical rule book, is, uh, is a pretty firm set to sporting regulations to go along yeah. with them. They have to work well together to see that that works. And I, I think I described it as being a bit like coalition government, uh, the FIA oh, and the, do the ACO. Well, no, I, I think the, the excesses from either side are smoothed out. The sine yeah. wave becomes... Uh, a little smoother. The current example of the British government should not be at all uh, taken into account in that... Uh, we may agree to differ on that, though. They have opinions that are not always the same, and we in the Commission have to find a way of canalising, of working together in a positive way for the Championship. Uh, I can't thank them enough for their role. I so think that we are looking... Lindsay, so Lindsay uh, thanking the manufacturer's representatives there at the, the front row. And, and that is the other issue, not the other issue, the, the point to this is that it has been a coming together of minds from different parts of the sport. And we've said this before, even in the sporting regulations, that ideas that perhaps not invented in the halls of the FIA or the ACO have been looked at and would be sometimes taken under advisement or modified. Darren Cox sitting there on the left-hand side of the pictures, if you're watching at the moment. So, so Lindsay Owen Jones being uh, fulsome in his praise for everyone involved in the bringing together of these new technical and sporting regulations. And here we go. Right, stand by everybody, the entrance. Some we know. WEC. Will there be any surprises? So Expect at least, at least 32. Well, I think there'll be at least I 32, think yes. be, I think we may bust that. Seven cars in GTE Arm. Now, that, I'll be honest, is more than I thought. Labra's Corvette is in. Labra's Corvette is the first one on Michelin. So keep an eye on the tyres as well. Gianluca Roda named as the first driver, Victor Scheitar. Yeah, SMP. SMP Ferrari also in. Seven cars in GT um, is more than I expected. Dempsey, Patrick Dempsey, for that one. Dempsey that on Racing Porsche. Nothing other than Michelin so far have been on the cars. That's three. This is four. Francois Perotto for will Ferrari. Be with Callard and Rui Agua. Uh, yeah, of course, as well, of course. So it is a proper championship. They, they do have one. Abu Dhabi, Proton Racing, Christian Reed, and we heard this at Dubai from Carlo Capesi, and two Aston Martins. Aston Martin Roy Racing. and Paul Dallalan are the two gentlemen drivers named there. Only one AF Corsa car for the full season in GTM. That's a change. That's down from three last year, John, but, but still had, a healthy number of cars. But they had four in ELMS, they don't did. forget. Right, GTE Pro. Pro, how many cars? Five, six, seven. Seven, seven It's going to be three Aston Martins, John. It's going to be three. So two AF Corsa Ferraris for Davide Regon and uh, uh, two Ricard Leeds and Patrick Pele, two Porsches. Uh, Marcos Sorensen and Darren Turner in for two Aston Martins there. And the third and one Fernando is Fernando Reese. Well, well, well. 
Sorry, they flicked through rather quickly there. It Listen, there's Aston Brewing Martin Racing V8. LMP2, I think 10. I think 10. Think it's, it 10. 10. It's, it's 10. It's 10. So that's 24 already. Two G-drives on Dunlops. Dunlops. And uh, Nissan engines listed. Nissan engines listed for uh, the G-drive cars. Extreme speed. We knew about those two. With two and on full Dunlops. season entries. Ed Brown and Scott Sharp, Are we going to see any Michelin tyres in the WEC on LMP2? Oak Racing is the Jacques Nicolet car. It's the all-gentleman car, Ligier Nissan. Alpine, Signatech Alpine that's a are there, And that's a, what, only one car. Remember, there's no, no, no car in the... Nothing in the other list. than Dunlops here so far. It's going to be all Dunlops. The Team Sardinand, uh, Christian uh, Kleon, listed in, in the 39 car. And Pierre Rags in the other and one. And Stracker. Stracker Racing. Stracker, Michelin. Michelin. They, they're the only Michelin runner. The this only is interesting. Runner. This is interesting. KCMG, Matthausen, uh, the 47 car. An um, awful lot of new, isn't there? There, That's great stuff. So we've got Ligier, Honda HPD, uh, Alpine, Morgan, and now to the LMP1s, 11 cars. As we expected. As we expected. You'll see some of the driver names here that we've already mentioned to you. Harry Tinkler, remember, has got the drive. Uh, along with uh, Matsuda. Already named uh, Sota's full-season uh, Davidson and Vert. Simon Trummer, a Swiss driver, is named in Team Bicolors. This is the, the team that was the Lotus, CLM, Marcel Fesler and Lucas uh, Degrassi. Seven and eight, remember, changes in car numbers this year as well. Nick Prost and Matthias Besch. And it's the AER the engine for one, as we All Michelin's here as well, of course. Porsche. 17 and 18 are the numbers this year for Porsche. Yeah, that's interesting. Harry Tinknell and Olivier Pla. 22 for Harry, 23 for Olivier. And I'm utterly delighted for yeah, both me those young men. Me too. Uh, that is very interesting. That's one so, heck of an entry list in a P1. Unbelievable stuff. And the season then to... 35 full season entries. They've busted, as we thought they might have to, John. Mm. They've busted their own uh, maxima. And I strongly suspect because of the quality of the entry they've got. Yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, Amazing stuff there. 35 full season entries. I think we'll see closer to 40 pretty much every round by the time you add a few people in. Spa's going to be very interesting because I think we're going to see over 40. We may see over 40 cars at Spa. We may well. I know there's going to be some GT single entries coming up at Spa. Expect at least one Ferrari uh, to be in there that isn't doing the full season. Let's have a listen. So GT is, is really going very well. It's really looking up. Ford has Deja already announced their return to Le Mans, but not the WEC officially, but I think Gérald will be able to convince them to come back. No, they haven't. Well, that's interesting because <laughs> no, they Ford have not, <laughs> They've not announced, announced anything. To Le Mans. GTE has got a great future ahead of it. And we can see there's a very high level of quality in LMP2. And we're certain. May have been a little slip there by uh, Bruno van der Steek. He may have just uh, announced Ford's (laughs) the Mon program program for them, which I'm sure they're delighted about. Do this year in the WEC. Uh, Probably we need a little bit of time. And we'd also like to congratulate the work of the constructors. We have Areca, we have Ligier, we have HPD. Well, while they're talking about that, I've, I've got to say I am, sh- I am pleasantly surprised, as Pierre Fion 
is uh, is talking now. Was that Pierre that then that uh, no. announced Ford coming back to Le Mans? Um, no, pleasantly surprised at seven GT arms. I did not That's expect good. that no, many. I, mean, I, th- I think what it came down to there was a straight choice. Do you turn away an LMP2 car? Do you turn away an LMP1 car? Or do you accommodate uh, a wider GT grid, which they've always been valued by the ACO? And to do that, they had to come up with a different logistical uh, solution. It'll be very interesting to hear what the guys were at in Paris and get the chance to speak to Gerard Neveu later and to Pierre Fion what answer we get on that front. Because mm. that was very clearly, repeatedly, the answer we've been given. I'm delighted. Uh, I think that is very, very strong indeed. You must remember... Uh, Silverstone last year, there was less than a second between the car, and I think the regulations are responsible for this. It's, very it's a very, very smiley Pierre Fion who's speaking at the moment. The cars, of course, were uh, presented in uh, just outline, and we're already seeing some of the liveries coming through. G-Drive in bright DSC orange. And some more of the drivers. Gustavo Yakaman uh, would look to be confirmed as a full-season driver. I believe we're going to see Sam Bird yeah. uh, in one of those cars. And I think we're going to see uh, Sam Bird uh, as the effective replacement for Ollie Pla. I imagine Jean Todd is very satisfied with the overall quality of It's fantastic in terms of numbers. So then John now uh, just underlining what we've been talking about in terms of the, the numbers coming through. We can say working guys at the uh, ACO there, just briefly on the screen on the right, that was Vincent mm. Beaumenil. Looks out very well, side. very well respected. Uh, stamps. In any world championship. Well, we're and going to uh, begin to wrap this up in a few moments' time. I've no doubt there will be some uh, interviews continuing, but uh, let's uh, just pull away uh, at the moment. Uh, and just review what we have seen. 34 cars for uh, ELMS uh, and uh, also 30 35 for the, for the, for the so WAC. A total of 69 top-line ACO rules cars, John, uh, to pick the bits out of it. Not all of those are going to be eligible to call for the list we're about to hear. Yeah, this is the big list coming up for Le Mans 24 hours for 2015. But already a very positive afternoon indeed in Paris this afternoon. Uh, It is in rude health, isn't it? I am, uh, I will suggest you surprised at the low numbers of GTC cars. And I'm surprised at the high numbers in WEC, relatively speaking, of LMP... Uh, excuse me, GTE am, and I wonder if uh, one or two people have thought, well, you know, maybe I want to be a world champion. It's well, gentlemen drivers who are funding this. Uh, AF Quarter taking a dive in numbers, and actually that's a big hit for them in the WC. Remember, seven cars last year, if you include the SMP cars, mm-hmm. they're not there. Down from seven to three for AF Quarter. Aston Martin, though, filling some of that gap. Five cars for Aston Martin, that's good stuff, and the three GT Pro. Interesting that the that it has moved over the the focus has moved over from uh, GTE um, uh, into GTE Pro and from ELMS perhaps to to the WAC. Well, certainly um, Aston Martin Racing had a long chat with uh, with John Gore in the off season and he uh, flagged up the fact that I think we were likely to see some changes in the the way that they structured their attack and was very keen to explain that they'd learned the lessons of you know requiring a bit of a, a, a more convincing toolkit in GTE Pro and I think that's what we're going to see. Be interesting to see if they line up alongside Fernando Ruiz and that other car. So still a little bit of chit chat going on at Paris as you can probably hear behind us. 
uh, we get down to the nitty-gritty, the list for Le Mans, it will be uh, 55 cars, 56 cars this yep. year, because there is no garage uh, 56, of course. So, and if we get 56 to the grid, it will be the biggest uh, start ever, because we haven't had that before. We've not had that uh, to the start of the race, have we? Oh, Frederick Lennar, the general manager of the ACO is coming up so we are getting closer to the uh, Le Mans the Le Mans announcement and Sir Lindsay Owen Jones and uh, Gerard Nouveau have left the DS on the right hand side of the stage let's hear what Bruno has to say the selection committee Le Mans it's a whole festive environment Bruno just setting the scene, of course, and Frederick Lennar will uh, have a quick chat with him. Um, okay, now that you've seen the entry lists then from FIA, WEC and the ELMS, uh, who's going to be unlucky? Because there was 35 and 34, they can't all go to well, Le Mans. Well, it wouldn't be all 34, of course, because you've got P3 and GTC that wouldn't go. Good point. But 35 plus 12 plus 9 is... Uh, oh, yeah. 56. 56. However, unfortunately, uh, there are several... Um, that would mean Corvette Corvette wouldn't be there. And well, Nissan are the featured car on the poster. The go. Nissan 23, which is the Olivier Placard, is the featured car on the poster. This is the Crimson Monster for the whole season. The second car it's will be different colours yeah, throughout the season. So if you think about the... Uh, the, the uh, the one 24 hours uh, full entry you've got factory cars a third factory car from three of the, the p1 teams to accommodate you've got the two corvettes you're quite right john to accommodate you've got the scuderia corsa car from imsa that's confirmed to accommodate not the wayne taylor racing car that's gone we haven't yet found out whether or not the asian le mans series entries are, are going to be taken up mm. so that's what you're talking about initially there is at least six at least six of the full season relevant class entries will not be on the full season uh, will not be on the Le Mans uh, full list I can't see how they can do that that is a remarkable uh, situation that they've got themselves into remember Pierre Fion a couple of years ago saying there would be more garages and that hasn't hasn't happened I would like to talk about the spectators this year we have we have new so with general public media Auto Plus, of course, VS Day. The, well, we're hearing, as you can, let's just nip back for a second. Also, Innovation and Tele Loisir and our faithful media, our friends from Auto Hebdo, the regional press, West France, Main Libre, the Nouvelle République, and the Mickey newspaper, which uh, reaches our young fans, and French television and Eurosport will continue to broadcast the course. RTL will be present during the race. So in Well, we can tell you what the full entry list, if you want, uh, is. Yes. There'll be, uh, it's two unfortunate. Someone from the ACO, I'm afraid, has pressed the wrong button. Yeah, and uh, Nick Holland, among others, have uh, picked it up. Uh, two Toyotas, as we might expect. The team uh, by Colles, uh with uh, Simon Tremor, as the driver will be car number four. Seven, eight and nine at Le Mans are the Audis. Twelve and thirteen, the two Rebellions. Seventeen and eighteen, the two Porsches. Well, 19, Nineteen, because Nico Hulkenberg is named against that car. As we expected. Uh, 21, 22 and 29, I think that is. Uh, 21, 22, 23. Oh, you 23. Nissans, yeah. Just make that a bit bigger. I'll try and do that. Um, 
Thank you very much. In LMP2, G-Drive uh, are 26 and 28. SMP are 27. Uh, no, is it one SMP car? Two SMP cars, 27 and 37 are in. Maurizio Mediani and Mikhail Alishin is named against 27 car. Uh, Greaves Motorsport get the entry. Let's run down. G-Drive Racing, SMP, G-Drive Pegasus, Extreme Speed for two, Oak for two. Now that's Oak for two is Jacques Nicolet's full season LMP2 car in WEC and it's the, it's the auto entry from uh, the Asian Le Mans series for Hope in Tongue. So that is going to be four Ligier Sign chassis. Yeah. Signatech Alpine full season WEC. SMP Racing with a BR01 Nissan has been given a Le Mans entry and well, that's interesting I find that very interesting for a new car uh, we've got, they've got two John 27 and oh, 37 yes, both yes, in Joe Sport is in with Simon Doan listed against their Gibson 015S Team Saab Miranda a full season of course Henry. because of WEC Crone Racing get in in their Ligier Judd uh, Johnny Molum is listed with Greaves Motorsports in their Getting second Gibson uh, Stracker and Saad of course as uh, WEC entries Ibanez Racing get one car in uh, with uh, Jose Ibenez. Well, this is one of the cars that would have taken part last year on the Millennium Banner, now sold to Ibenez. Mm -hmm. Thierry by TDA Racing uh, and Pierre Thierry in their new Oracle 05 KCMG's full season WEC car. Murphy Prototypes get that final slot. And still at Le Mans, only Stratler on Michelin's in P2. The reserve cars in the uh, Prototypes. Uh, Tom Christensen, let's have a listen to this before we talk about the GT Pro Nam cars, as you might imagine. And Tom Christian for everything is done. So GT Pro, AF Corsa have the 51 cars, a full season entry, two Corvettes. It's the se it's the seven full season entries to WC plus two, two Corvettes. Corvettes. Yeah, now Magnus and Ollie Gavin are named there. In GT and um, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Team AAI are in with Porsches, John. With two of them. Yep. Two of them for the Taiwanese drivers. With, with Taiwanese drivers uh, named against them. On GMW missions. are back as well. Yep. On Dunlops, of course. Scuderia back Corsa. on Dunlops. Yes. Back on Dunlops. Back on Dunlops. Yes, exactly right. And two AF courses uh, as well. Uh, here's the video for Le Mans. To turn it into glory. William Barclay. The reserve cars, we've got to say, very interesting. SRT Viper only makes the reserve list, Graham. Uh, the SRT Viper GTSR, KCMG on the reserve list. That's, a, that's an open top, that's their current Orica. Formula Racing with a Ferrari for Johnny Larson. Gulf Racing UK with the Porsche, Mike Rain, Wayne Wright's car. Algarve Pro Racing uh, on with the Nissan on that's, Dunlops. No, that's the Alicia, that's the XTDS car from last year. Uh, Proton Competition second car. That's a third car for Proton because yes, of course right. the Proton Dempsey, Dempsey car, car and the second Ibanez Racing car. Mm. So what we need to look at, John, is who does that leave out of luck in its uh, uh, entirety. Mm. So we'll have a look at that. I think the team AI Porsches are very interesting and they are listed as 997s, not 991s. They are old cars. So we need to find out which team that's with. This is the uh, Le Mans video that's playing, so able to break that news to you early. Sorry if it spoiled the surprise just a little bit, but it did give us an opportunity to look at it in a little more detail. We'll get that uh, tweeted out as quickly as we can, and well done to Nick Holland, among others, for spotting that. Drama. 
more than just speed. High speed, running up to 300 kilometers per hour. Team spirit and game of strategy. Day, night, every second counts. More than 250,000 fans together celebrating sports car and endurance racing. The only limit is the clock. Battles on track. The absolute race at the heart of motorsport. Champions are made as they cross the finish line. Only the best car and top team can be the winner. After being part of this race, you will never be the same again. The place to be. Le Mans 24 hours on June 13th and 14th. Well, uh, some of the surprise taken out of that by the... Uh, Finger trouble, I think. Finger trouble, early uh, firing and off. Right, before we get into this, in Graham, just a couple of things. No Wimson map in any of those entry lists at all. Oh They're goodness, gone. That's a good point. Uh, uh, one Signatech across the board and not a second car for Le Mans. And the Mark VDS BMW is not listed for the Le Mans 24 hours. That's no surprise to me. No, no, it's not. But uh, but it was that question whether or not they might have a crack at that. And good to have uh, him to up on, sta it. on stage. Let's have a listen to what uh, Vincent says. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Uh, part of the field is already new. And by the way, Tom Christensen is the Grand Marshal of the 2015 uh, Le Mans 24 Hours. Uh, one of the reasons he was being given a, a standing ovation. And can you tell us about the remaining cars? No Pegasus Racing at the Mon either. Mm. Can you and no Garage 56 as well, of course, as we expected. Or uh, the, the selection committee has a difficult ahead, job. I'm trying to recall and the name so of the team. It's the Exasian Le Mans series team with the Ulrich 03 free LMS. They're not listed either at Le Mans. Uh, first category, LMGT. All right, let's have the official... Uh, we shall run 13 cars for GTM. So Jamaica Rota is listed at Labra. Yeah. Duncan Cameron. Now that will mean, Go I'm sure, we'll Le Mans start for Matt Griffin. Yeah. Peter um, Mann. Peter Mann and, and Francois Perrault for the three AF Corsa Ferraris in GTM. Bill Swedler. Bill Swedler. The Scuderia Corsa. That's the auto entry uh, from the, for the remaining auto entry, uh, entry from IMSA. And that is very good news. And back on Dunlops, George Richardson heads up the 66 GMW Motorsport for I. Well done for Jim McWhorter. The two AAI team Porsches then. Jean San Chen and Han Chen Chen in uh, 911 GT3 RSRs. They're the 997 basically. They are 997s. They're on Michelin's. On Michelin's, yeah. Agreed. SP Racing and Victor Scheitart. Massive. No, no tires listed at the moment for no. SP Racing. And I've noticed a number have been like that. Dempsey Proton are in a, a 991 RSR. And that will be with Pat Long. Abu Dhabi Proton Racing, Christian Reid in the 88. And that will be with uh, Cardinal Capese together with Christian Reid. 
to Aston Martins for Roald Gota and Paul Dallalana. No doubt we're going to see uh, Stuart Hall in the 96 car and Pedro Lamy, I'm sure, in the 98. So that is the full season entries plus two, four, six cars, isn't it? Uh, in the GTE Pro, nine cars. As we thought. Uh, we already know the, the two full season drivers in both these cars. It's as you were, the reigning world champions, Jimmy Bruni and Tony Verlander, who's here, of course, at Bathurst. Yeah, of course. David also here. As indeed is Oli Gavin, uh, Jan Magnussen listed in the 63 car. All Michelins, these cars. Porsche Manti, 91 and 92, continue. Patrick Pelier and Rick, uh, Richard Leitz. Oh, Richard Leitz and Patrick Pelier, should I say, in 91 these, 92. These three Aston Martins we already know about from full season w, WEC. So a bit of a mm. reshuffle in the order. So Marcus Sorensen is the uh, the new young gun for the 95 young driver AMR. Uh, Fernando Reese stepping, uh, carrying over uh, into the 99 car. Of course, Fernando didn't get, to, didn't get to start the race last year. After the 97 shunt. is Darren Turner, Darren of course. Turner and Stefan Mucky will be in that car. Right, P2, we've already told you, but let's uh, just have it confirmed for us by Vonsan. 20, 20 cars, that means... We're glory gonna, days again. Absolutely astonishing stuff. 34 prototypes, John. The yeah, 34 prototypes. This year's race with 20 cars. Uh, and again, the most profligate class. Uh, G-Drive, Roman Rusinov and Gustavo Jankerman. On Dunlops. Yeah, and everybody except Stracker will be on Dunlops here. Uh, now, this for that with... Uh, that was for WEC. There might be the odd. I don't think so. Well, uh, SMP haven't haven't uh, said the BRO one Nissans for Elysian and Mediani Pegasus on Dunlops for Pegasus the open top car with one car with one car. Yeah, Pegasus are in. Uh, Extreme Speed Motorsports on Dunlops for Ed Brown and Scott Sharp, or should I say Scott Sharp and Ed Brown? Thirty and thirty-one their numbers at Le Mans. Thirty-four and thirty-five Oak Racing. Hoping Tung, uh, now listed as a Netherlands driver, and Jacques Nicolet. That's his race licence, isn't yes, it? Yes, he's sent to swap uh, around. The 34 car is that auto entry from the Asian Le Mans series. Nelson Panciatici in the 36 Signatec Alpine, the A450B, uh, Dunlops, WEC entry. Jota Sport, Simon Dolan heads up the Gibson O155. Reigning champions, of course. Yeah. Le Mans winners from 2014 back to defend. The upgraded Zytec chassis, now dubbed as a Gibson 015S. Christian Cleon and Pierre Rag are named aboard the two Team Saab Morand Morgan Evos. This is the Evo version of the older open top car. One listed as a Japanese entry and one as a Swiss, I noticed there, there as well. Interesting. Crone Racing in the GSP2. That, that's Tracy. getting exactly what he wanted. That's why he went as a full time entry into Johnny Molum. GMO, the Greaves Motorsport, the only Greaves Motorsport entry, the 41 car, the yeah. uh, another uh, Gibson, and again on Dunlops. Stracker on Michelin's, Nick Levent is heading that one up. But that will we'll be Johnny Kane and, and Danny Watts. Yeah, as we know. Ibanez Racing with Jose Ibanez. Uh, 03R uh, Orica on Dunlops. Uh, they have a, a car we'll be seeing in a moment, I think, on the reserve list. Thierry by TDS, Orica 05 Nissan on Dunlops, the 46 car with Pierre Thierry leading... The drive. You've only got to name one driver uh, at this stage, of course. Some of the teams have opted to name all three in PR. We'll see a little more of that. Matt Housen and the Orica Zero 5, the second Orica Zero 5 from KCMG. They did a great job in the WC I thought they were last year. And they're again on Dunlops. Murphy prototypes. Greg Murphy 
I've zero doubt we won't see Greg in the car. He's there as a, as a placeholder, if you like, but 03R Nissan on Dunlops for the 48 car. So it's just Tracker on Michelin's in P2? Uh, yes, I think Possibly the SMP cars. With, who ha were, of course, last year. Yes, good point. And all 20 are more or less victory continued. I don't know how many leadership changes there were last year. There were at least 20. It was a crazy race. Uh, and actually, you can't disagree with that. When you look at all of those cars, that is strength in depth. Three different engines as well, we should say. Yeah. The Nissan, the Judd. 14 the cars, Sonicide. as we mentioned, in LMP1. And it is the usual suspects. Which makes us very uh, no surprises here. Anybody who was hoping for a third Toyota will be disappointed. Always we're going to be. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. It's the numbers that people will be waiting for. Of course, Toyota Racing are one, one and, two. and two because of their WEC full season performance. Ant Davidson and Alex Verts. Simon Trubber in the number four team by Collis CLM PO101 AER. Snappy. Mm. Always easy to remember. Seven, eight, and nine. It's back to the old Yoast Sport numbers. Seven, the most wins at Le Mans in terms of numbers. Fesla, Degrassi, and who was the last one? Albuquerque. Albuquerque, thank you. Nico Prost in 12 and 13 is Matthias Besch. And then 17, 18 and 19 for Bernard Dumas and Hulkenberg in the Porsches. Of course, 7, 8 and 9 with a 1 in front. Good point. Very good point. We wondered what that would be um, for Porsche, whether they would continue on. Much discussion about that on the forums. Very good point. Nissan had to ask for um, a, a waiver to get 23 and above. So 21, 22 and 23 to Gear uh, Matsuda. That is the Le Mans uh, only car. Harry Tinknell and Olivier Pla. Yeah, the, the car's up in the 20s. They had to ask for uh, a dispensation. We don't that. know yet, though, do we? Which car Marc Genet is going to be in? He's the fourth driver we already know about. Correct. So that four from the nine we already are aware of. Looks rather odd to see that car in white, doesn't it, there? Yeah. The 23 car will run in Nissan Motorsports Red for the whole season. The 22 car, uh, the Harry Tinkle car, that car, I'm told, will have a variety of liveries through the season, some of them being uh, territory-specific. And it will not run, I'll tell you this now, it will not run in maroon at Silverstone. It will run in a different colour, a very different colour, Indeed. Here's the reserve, reserve cars. And this is almost as interesting. I, I, well, I always Only find seven cars on the reserve list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely now, right. Now, clarification, this year the, the selection committee has decided just to create one list of reserve. Because before it was two lists yeah. with protos and GTs. And this year the list... And the cars on this list. This is interesting. Will, uh, in the fundamental change. This is a fundamental change. It always used to be GTs and Proto, and you would swap one for one. Well done to Bill Riley for getting uh, that far at this stage. And he's first reserve. Yes, first reserve. Any so whatever drops out, he's in. Alexander Imperatori named in the KCMG car, the 49. I suspect we might see him in the lead car. Uh, I agree. Ferrari Third on the eight. list is... Formula Racing. This yeah. will be an AF Corsa car. Yeah. It's and a, Johnny Larson, customer, the... customer team. Mike Wainwright, uh, who's raced a course with Ben Barker and Adam Carroll, I think, in that car in the LMS. Algarve Pro and Rudolf Muneman 
this is a British driver there, of course. Uh, Wolf Hensler is listed in a third proton competition car, and that is a 911 RSR. And Ibanez Racing's second car, Pierre Perret, this is a full-season ELMS car, and that makes it uh, the seventh position on... The that implies, John, they've only had 63 entries. Mm. A total of seven reserves. I'm not sure that that's entirely true. But I think it's a very interesting situation that a full-season ELMS entry um, is down in seventh position. If yeah. you know that, that to me is makes life difficult for those course, people in the LMS. Of course, it's not necessarily the case that everybody that entered the LMS also entered the Le Mans no, no, 24 no, hours. No, that's fair point. Fair and point. the other thing that should be made clear, because I know there's been a bit of chatter, were we going to be expecting a last-minute uh, Garage 56 entry? No, no. And if 56 cars start, it will be the biggest entry of competitive cars at Le Mans. We've not had 56 cars start before. Can, can we eventually go up to 70 cars? This is the big question, uh, Pierre Fillon. Maybe a bit ambitious. But last year we were thinking about increasing the number of pits. And just we decided to build four. And to do that, it's going to take a bit more time because they'll need a reorganisation of the Parc Fermé and also the paddock, and we can't do it in a few months. This project is underway, and I think very soon we'll have 60 pits. Excellent. Which is a very important piece of information. And that, that is possibly the most important thing that's I, been said I would here. entirely agree. I think that's... Us an even bigger field at Le Mans every year. What he didn't say is when it's going to be completed, he I didn't. noticed. But it is a big job. For an innovative car. It's not automatic. It's, it's not automatic. Now, this is talking about... Uh, no, it's not automatic. We Garage 56. Uh, entries. We look at the technological entry. It has to correspond to a philosophy. And I think LMP1 today offers a very wide scope. And... And 56 Garage will be the technology of after tomorrow. And we didn't receive any dossier that uh, complied with our aims. But even so, but of course, it will be, uh, we would like people to send us in entries for the 56 Garage. And of course, safety is very important for, for the Le Mans 24 and I know that every year... So there's, uh, that's chat about now why there's no Garage 56. Uh, the big news is there'll be 60 garages at some stage. At some stage. I think that is, that's a massive move well, forward. Well, the issue there is that... Uh, as, uh, and, and by the way, they'll be beyond the current... Correct. So you're not going to extend it towards the Ford Chicane, it would be the other end. Correct, because he talk, they talked about... Pierre Fion talked about the Park Fermier, which is at that end. Uh, so it's pit out end of the pits. Which does require not just building the pits, but also a re restructuring of the pit exits. And possibly extending the pit wall. Uh, quite possibly. Corners themselves have been modified. Now the talking about the track works that we've uh, featured, and thanks to Matt Fernandez for keeping us Absolutely. up to date with that. David There's been, uh, a number of uh, track changes. We have to evolve the slow zones, slow zones, which we invented last year. It's a basic work. After last year, where we had our first test, we were able to evaluate. Lots of uh, lots of new tarmac going down on the run from Mulsanne Corner down to Indianapolis and Arnage, uh, which sees a tarmac strip beyond the 
egg, the uh, uh, curbs on the outside of delineating the outside of the track most of the grass has gone down there already that has already been uh, work that has been done we know that there's extra gravel traps as well going in and that there will be a little change at the Porsche curves in terms of where the runoff is so that's on there just uh, going through that well this is Bruno I think wrapping it up uh, and uh, let's let's pick out the highlights then, Graham. Uh, there may be some interviews which I think we won't stay for, given the uh, the hour here is ten, ten past two in the morning here in uh, Bathurst, and we're back on the air. Uh, let's uh, uh, have a, a quick wrap up of of what we've seen. Big full season entries for ELMS, and an increased entry to thirty five cars for the WEC. That's the big news. The big news here is, in effect, they've busted their uh, maxima by the 10%. Self-imposed, yeah. By 10%. It's an extra three cars for the full season. Bearing in mind, we didn't get to 32 last year, so it's more than that. So it's a very big uh, increase in full season entries for the WEC year on year. Uh, and four more garages to go at Le Mans at the end of the uh, new pits down towards pit out at Park Fermi. There will be 60 cars starting Le Mans sometime in the future. It's a big pro programme, said Pierre Fion, the president of the ACO, but it is in motion. It Work has started to on be, the feasibility. I'm, I'm sure that will be design work and looking at exactly what needs to be done. Of course, the safety part of that and uh, pit, pit out at Le Mans, you've taken into account. Well, David Richards is going to step up. We're going to uh, hand... Uh, well, let's have a listen to see what David says. Do I speak French or English? Um, if David uh, is going to speak French, that'll be impressive. Uh, while we're listening to David, uh, racing confirming Jacques Nicolet Nicolet and Jean-Marc Merlin will be uh, the two guys. It's a Morgan. Championship in GTM. This year, Here's uh, David Richards. three cars in well, not right uh, now, GT obviously. Pro. Does it mean that this is the target? Well, we're definitely taking it seriously this year. It's, um, no, it's, uh, it's going to be a strong, strong entry from Aston Martin, but the competition is also very strong. And, uh, and uh, the competition at Le Mans last year, where we were fighting right through, I think at 18 hours, we were split within 10 seconds of the, the first or second place car. So it's, it's going to be a good year ahead, I'm sure. Uh, tell us a little more maybe about the young driver Aston Martin racing car uh, with only Danish drivers coming from the GTM class. Yes, they've, uh, they won the GTM class last year and it's an all Danish crew and they come back now to, to fight in the uh, pro class. So, uh, and uh, I'm sure they're going to do a very, very good job. There's, uh, Denmark seems to produce some very good racing drivers. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> Vous avez David à passer le, le micro à Jack uh, Lecomte. Bonjour, cher Jack. Voilà, faites un petit pas en. en... Jack Lecomte coming to the stage and uh, no hints on the drivers. Aston Martin telling us that those drivers, by the way, will be announced in the next few weeks. Um, I'm having a look through as a number of people have. I reckon that's 18 cars powered by Nissan on the grid. Yeah, there, there was a ludicrous number fairly uh, recently. Uh, it, I got a funny feeling it was, it was close to that, but we didn't get the number of starters because one or two of the cars dropped out. But uh, I know Lindsay Mall back at uh, home will be crunching those numbers uh, and preparing uh, you know, a Nismo press release. The Corvette driver lineup has just come through. Antonio uh, Garcia, uh, Magnussen and Ryan uh, 
Briscoe. Brisk- oh, sorry, let, let me get this right. The three car. No, Antonio Garcia, Jan Magnussen, and Ryan Briscoe in the 63 car. Sorry, Oli Gavin, Tommy Milner, and Jordan Taylor in the 64 car. Uh, that is the news from Corvette Racing. Uh, also some news from uh, Oak Racing and confirming that the driver lineup in that all-gentleman car, uh, John, will be the uh, trio of Jacques Nicolet, Eric Maurice and Jean-Marc Merlin. Those three guys I seem to recall sharing a Morgan a couple of years back and we can catch up with Jean-Marc because he's here and racing this weekend at Bathurst. Mm. Yeah, good point. So go back to, and see who else is supposed to be. and all those guys are, can't wait to come to Le Mans. I went to Dayton to finalise our agreement so, uh, and I was Reconte delighted to see that the team uh, was the really in fighting form to attack the season starting in January because Arica will come to us after Sebring because of the programme. The programme is going to take a little... So 34 full season entries for ELMS. 34 full season entries for ELMS. 35 for WEC. And the... Nicholas in the car will arrive with the team after Sebring. Yeah. Deal only done as recently as Daytona. That's very interesting to hear what he was saying. More LMP2s at Le Mans than cars on the full season F1 grid, has been pointed out to Mike Smith. We're delighted to see a yellow car in the wick. We missed it, Jack. Pierre Fion saying uh, there, as you heard, that they missed the Jacques Lecon entry from Labra. Uh, let's not hide it. We spoke about it two weeks ago in the USA, but the, this uh, new car opens up many perspectives because it's only starting out its life. Uh, and hopefully the constructors will be back with two cars, one in each category. Oh. And we're not going to uh, one in each category, he said. Uh, there, one in yeah. arm and one in pro. Is his uh, uh, GT, you know, is what he's looking forward year. to in the future. Well, there you go. He's, it's this been an aspiration from him before now uh, with the Corvettes. So good to hear he still holds a candle for that. That's uh, Jacques Lecomte Labra competition. So Dunlop will be the exclusive tyre supplier here. Yeah, and that, that's what we we confirmed. We picked that up earlier on. P2. So uh, this is the first time that we have had a, an exclusive tyre deal in the ACO run ELMS. In the, in the ELMS, yes. Yes. In the ACO categories. Well, I think that's how we've got the, the best out of this one. And we're going to uh, wrap this one up. So, Graham, thank you for being with us. Let's just uh, give you the closing headlines then. It's 34 cars for ELMS for the full season, 35 for the FIA WEC. Uh, some new names on the Le Mans entry list and only seven entries on a single list. No split list of GTs and prototypes. And if anyone drops out of the 56 entries that we've had, it will be Bill Riley's Viper that gets in. Thanks for joining us uh, on our special programme here on RadioLamont.com. Uh, for Graham Goodwin of DailySportsCar.com, I'm John Hindoff. And thanks to Tim Greer, our executive producer, back up in London. We'll be back live with the first practice from Bathurst later on today. It's hardly worth going to bed back down here. Thanks for joining us. See you soon. Bye-bye. 
This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com. The world's longest-running motorsport magazine show, Midweek Motorsport. News, features, special guests, and analysis from the experts. Formula One, 